Bickley and Murata. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Yeah, introductory press conference for Jonathan Gannon as the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And then we get to talk about staff construction, but some people are already talking about it, including our uh, next guest, covers the Cleveland Browns for Cleveland.com and the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Mary Kay Cabot joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Mary Kay, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. I, I know you put it out there about a, p- a potential uh, offensive coordinator candidate coming from the Browns yes, staff. Good Drew, work. Drew Petzing, 35 years old, quarterbacks coach. Uh, just give us the, uh, the the nutshell and what you've been able to uncover in, as far as a connection between Petzing and Gannon. Well, they spent four years together uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, they became very close there, uh, both from a working standpoint and, uh, you know, just a friendship standpoint. And I know that Jonathan Gannon really values Drew Petzing's football acumen, his ability to work with quarterbacks, and uh, and just to oversee an offense. And one of the interesting things, when I did an interview with Jonathan Gannon at the Super Bowl, we got off on a little bit of a tangent talking about coaching philosophy and hiring philosophy, and and he was very adamant about the fact that uh, he does not think that coordinators necessarily need to have any prior experience calling their side of the ball before they get hired, at, you know, by him. Like he's totally fine with the fact that Drew Petzing or will be fine with the fact that he hasn't called an offense yet. He talked about how Nick Sirianni hired him as defensive coordinator, um, despite the fact that he had not called the Mm -hmm. defense. Shane Steichen had only called plays, I think, for about a year before Nick Sirianni Sirianni called upon him to do that for him in Philadelphia, and their special teams coordinator uh, had no experience at that position. So I think that you might end up finding that this is a common theme as he makes his hires. Yeah, that's who knew that experience was that overrated, huh, Mary Kay? I read that. <laughs> I, no, and I read your reporting on this. I thought that's interesting, and it certainly applies to Jonathan Gannon's own career. But, you know, we've got this quarterback issue in Arizona with Kyler Murray who needs to kind of grow up and grow out a little bit here. What, what more can you tell us about Drew Petzing? Is he considered that much of an up-and-coming kind of guy? He really is. I know that Kevin Stefanski valued him very, very highly, but in Cleveland there, you know, there just wasn't a pathway to offensive coordinator or play calling for him. Kevin Stefanski is calling the plays in Cleveland and then offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt, you know, would probably be next in line for that Mm -hmm. job. So, you know, it was time for Drew Petzing to move on if he wanted to have more responsibility with an offense. Um, But again, John Gannon, you know, when we talked, he talked a lot about, you know, just knowing how, you know, character and intangibles and working with people and, you know, football acumen, intelligence, all those kinds of things, but not necessarily previous experience calling your side of the ball. From your viewpoint, we're talking to Mary Kay Cabot from the Cleveland Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com here on Arizona Sports. Uh, it, it had to be a strange year for Drew Petzing in the role as a quarterbacks coach. First year in that role after he got elevated from tight ends coach. But, you know, you got the quarterback switch most of the way through the season with Deshaun Watson becoming available. And I know Deshaun Watson didn't exactly set the world on fire and the Cleveland offense kind of took a step back. How much of those issues do you think were just on the rust of Deshaun Watson or was there something more fundamental there? 
I think it was really mostly um, the rust of Deshaun Watson. I mean, his first game back, uh, it was very difficult for him to operate and function at the level that he was used to. So, uh, the, And it was a very, very emotional game because he was returning to Houston yes. in that particular game. So that game was uh, it was tough to get any kind of an evaluation on him whatsoever. And then another game on Christmas Eve, he played in, like, it was like 16 below or, or something ridiculous like that. It was really, really hard to operate in that game, although he actually uh, played pretty well and had three touchdown passes dropped in that game so you know I don't think you can look to Drew Petsing and say oh geez that was because you know Drew just didn't do a good job no I don't think that was it at all in fact uh, they got the best year uh, of his career out of Jacoby Brissett and um, and Deshaun did some really good things in the six games that he did play one of the things that, that I learned, I'm curious about this, uh, that Jonathan Gannon was a was a prep star at St. Ignatius in Cleveland, and, and he, uh, from what I can tell, he was one of those athletes that was just good at everything. Was he so good that he's got something of a presence in the Cleveland sporting landscape? Yeah, he was really, really good at everything that he tried. He won state championships in three sports at St. Ignatius. And I had Dave Ragone tell me on the phone uh, last week that uh, he thinks that Jonathan Gannon may have been the best athlete to come out of St. Ignatius. And that's saying something because uh, professional athletes, a lot of professional athletes have come out of St. Ignatius High School. So for him to say that about Jonathan, yeah. uh, that's that's very, very telling. But I did a lot of work on Jonathan last week at the Super Bowl because he was from Cleveland and St. Ignatius. And uh, I learned a lot about him. I talked to a lot of people in his life. And you will not find a better human being than Jonathan Gannon, that's for sure. And just from an athletic standpoint, uh, he certainly understands, uh, you know, elite level talent. He knows what it looks like. He was a scout with the Rams for a number of years, which really helped him a lot. So I do think that the Cardinals are getting the total package. Yeah, that's good to hear. And and one of the things that I'm curious what you think about this is somebody who's covered the game for for some time. You know, every year there's coordinators who are, are sort of like the the flavor of the month. There's a lot of hype around them. Not every one of them has that it factor, if you will, the personality to captivate a room and lead a room full of men. From your experience, people you've talked to, your own interactions with them, where is he at on that scale of leadership abilities? Well, I think John will be a tremendous, tremendous leader. There's no question about that, and you will soon see that. In fact, I believe you guys are having the introductory press conference today. Yes, we are. Uh, and you will find out very, very quickly that uh, that Jonathan Gannon has the it factor and that he will be able to command a room and he will be able to lead. And I think his people skills will be one of his strengths. And you will you'll soon know what I'm talking about with that. Uh, but then, you know, Drew Petzing, what you'll find in Drew is that he is, first of all, really funny. I mean, he is just a funny guy. He's personable. These are guys that, that players are going to want to coach, to play for. Uh, you know, I, I think that Kyler Murray will identify with Drew Petzing also from a size standpoint. They're both really kind of small. But um, so, but I was kind of joking there. Right, but, no, it's, um, no, it's okay. It's good. But also only half joking, as you will come to see. But um, but 
but Drew is just, he's very, very funny. I mean, he's funny. He's personable. I think that, I think that Kyler will like his personality. I think they'll connect. Uh, and I think Drew will be really good at his job. We're talking with Mary Kay Cabot from Cleveland.com. Before we let you go, Mary Kay, uh, I wanted to ask, I, I think one of the themes of the football season in Denver, Cleveland, and Arizona was maybe a little bit of behind-the-scenes buyer's remorse on big contracts for quarterbacks. Uh, I, you know, I don't think anybody would admit it in those respective front offices right now on Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, or Kyler Murray. But do you get that feeling? Uh, am I off on that? Do you get that feeling in Cleveland that maybe that that contract, that huge contract that Watson got, was a, a little bit uh, a little bit much? You know, no, I don't think they feel that way at all here. I think that, of course, they regretted the fact that his suspension increased from six games to eleven, which basically, you know, kind of. Uh, ruined last season for the Cleveland Browns getting to the playoffs, but I don't think they feel that way at all going forward. I think they uh, did what they did so they can try to contend with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and all these other amazing quarterbacks. And uh, and I I don't think they have any regrets at this point. Gotcha. Mary Kay, thanks so much for joining us and yes, uh, giving you. us the insight. We appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks a lot.